Welcome everyone, this is the Chat Footy Podcast. I am Chris Phelps and my rather smug co-host tonight is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey Chris and hi guys. You know what I hate, Chris? I hate when you're just about to get to International Week and you get beat. And what's worse than that? Getting beat by your bitter local rivals. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, do, do you want a hug? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to quote what you said last week, Dave. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, let's... I don't know. No, when we started with my boys last week, let's start with Liverpool first. Great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, so we, we actually, we should probably start because our last episode was recorded when Liverpool were just conceding that first goal to Red Star Belgrade, wasn't it? And so oh, yeah. you gave, a, gave out a little squeal of joy, mm-hmm. um, which I was a little bit annoyed about. I was still, there was still enough time, but honestly, you know, so when we finished the recording, jumped onto the onto the match and uh i mean they fully deserve to win Uh, we were never in it i don't know quite we we obviously didn't play well but red star just looked amazing i mean uh, they soaked up all the pressure and uh, you know they it was one of those where it looks to the untrained eye that all the the loose balls were just fall into that quite often there's something else going on you know when it looks lucky yeah quite often it's not luck it's tactically how they've set up um but yeah i mean we we were soundly beaten and and to be honest there there was a lot of overreaction from the fan base it's like oh we've been playing rubbish for ages and this was bound to happen it's like guys it's it's one loss (laughs) you know it it happens and so um so we had that and then obviously the day after you know i i had a little gleeful uh celebration when cristiano ronaldo popped in a fantastic goal yeah. but then uh we were all looking a little bit silly by the end of the 90 minutes weren't we yeah and uh to say my smug levels were at a maximum of 10 um it's <laughs> not even close dave uh, it come from nowhere because you know they were all over us juve they should have had three or four goals there was a couple of daft chances and that quadrado uh, played like he did at chelsea where his decision making in front of goal was a bit poor and um and we we got lucky we we, we did get lucky but um you know they bring on the human tree my good old mate fellaini watch which was quite happy with the fellaini watch this on wednesday and um yeah he just caused a load of havoc didn't he i mean matter scored a great goal and then at the end, that goal come from nowhere. I thought Pogba had scored at first, but then we realised it come off. Um, I think his shoulder did it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Cialini. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, yeah, great result. And then, you know, we lead into the weekend. I thinking, and I was quietly confident, Dave. I must admit, this weekend, I really. Yeah, was. I mean, you you were you were quietly confident about uh, Tottenham beating Man City. Um, quietly confident about Burnley, <laughs> confidently <laughs> reaching in the top four, and I'm I'm not going to stop reminding you that. <laughs> so, right now Burnley sit with nine points after twelve games. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm 
<clears throat> I think if you can keep tipping me off on when you're quietly confident, I think uh, if I bet in the opposite <laughs> direction to that, I think I'll be amassing a, a good little uh, amount of money there. Well, the thing is, Dave, with all these stupid random uh, got a good feeling bets, I will actually have a job on Sky Sports soon on Sports Saturday <laughs> because they do exactly the same thing. You get everything from Paul is the worst thing, so maybe I'll take his job. But no, I, I... So, so can I just say, I mean, you slag off Paul Merson, and I'm not saying he's he's one of the dumber footballers, but, you know, he's still got the greatest analogy in football for me. When he was talking about his, his troubles with alcohol, and he says, you know, if you go to a, a barber's every day of the week, eventually you're going to get a haircut. <laughs> And I have to say, I still think back to that quote now, and I think, Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot. Oh. What the... Yeah, that's an Alan <laughs> in it. Oh, my word. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, after that after that brief tangent. So, so unfortunately for you, we didn't record after uh, European Champions League week, did we? But, no, uh, no, we're recording good. tonight, though, Dave, Yeah, we? We're, we are recording tonight. So that, that's a joyful experience for, uh, for at least one of us. Um, <laughs> so... So, yeah, so Liverpool against Fulham, I mean, we couldn't really have picked one out of the bag that was any better than this, could we? I mean, after no. drawing with Arsenal, getting, you know, playing poorly, because sometimes you can lose and, and you played well and it, it doesn't feel quite as bad, but playing badly and losing, you know, away in Europe. And then, uh, of course, we've got Paris Saint-Germain and, and, in, uh, and uh, Napoli to play. So, you know, that looks a little bit precarious at the moment. But we needed to get back to winning ways. And Fulham at home looked like a gimme. Um, but actually, it, it really wasn't. <laughs> and um, fortunately for the for the linesman's flag, I mean, we, we didn't end up 1-0 down. Probably should have. And then go up the other end and, and score, you know, and go 1-0 up. And I have to say, you know, all the stick that Salah, everyone seems very quick to want to jump in and say, oh, Salah is a, is a one-season wonder and, you know, he's nowhere near hitting the heights of before. But, but with certain players, Chris, you just can see they are quality. You know, it's like, it's like Ronaldo, Messi. When they're not scoring goals, everyone's looking to jump in and yeah. go, oh, they're, they're off it this season. But the standards they've set for themselves are so much higher oh. than everyone else. And I have to say, you know, all right, Salah's not hitting the heights of last season. He's got 40 goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's still probably the best player in that team. And, you know, he has his, his stats are good. And he just hasn't been playing well. So, you know, I'm just... To be honest, I'm rubbing my hands. He's not playing well, still scoring goals, setting up goals. And, uh, you know, I, I think it can only get better for him. And then, you know, I'm going to keep coming back to this because Ben emailed me earlier today and he, he likes to put the knife in, as you know. <laughs> and he likes to keep reminding me that I was a bit on the fence about Shakiri, and that, you know, I was thinking he, even for like 13 million... You know, I'm not sure. You know, he's just going to fatten out the squad and, you know, is he going to be any good, really? And I, I've got to be honest, he looks like the wild card out of the bunch. Mm. He looks... I've never seen him play with that 
enthusiasm and that hunger to win the ball back. You know, I always thought of him as a bit of a lazy kind of luxury player, but he, he just looks so busy. He's so forward thinking when he's got the ball, he's only thinking about passing it forward. And, you know, I, I think, let's see. I mean, City look pretty unbeatable at the moment, um, but, you know, he might be the wild card that just makes the difference between, you know, finishing, I don't know, third or second. <laughs> Not that that necessarily would matter, but no, I think I think he, he does look a player, to be honest. And with Salah, again, not being at the same level he was last year, Shakiri's coming in with these cameos and, and just looking like the real deal. No, that's got Dave, that's the whole point of getting him. He's played by Munich. He's no joke, is he? You know, yeah, yeah. Stoke was a bit of a segue to get his foot in the door of the Premiership, but he's ended up at Liverpool. So, no, I think he's going to win more games and he's going to, you know, have bad He might come on and he'll steal a goal at the end. He's got that bit of skill about him, and he? That uh, technical ability that not a lot of players have got in the Premiership. So, um, yeah, no, I think he's going to be a good signing for you guys. I really do. Yeah, so, and like I say, there's nothing worse than um, getting a poor result as you go into the international break. So I I was delighted. It wasn't as clear-cut as I was hoping it would be. Um, again, 2-0, it sounds pretty convincing, doesn't it? But uh, fine margins. Yeah. You know, that, that first Fulham goal doesn't get chalked off and it could have been a really different game. So, you know, and I don't like 12 o'clock kickoffs, to be honest. The the crowd are never up for it. The players are never up for it. So, you know, quite happy in the end and, and a little bit relieved to come out with the three points. But, um, yeah. But, yeah. So, and then, you know, we, we looked ahead. And, and to be honest, I thought Chelsea would win all day long against Everton. I've I've said on the podcast I think Everton have got a terrible record against top clubs. Yeah. So, you know, to see them drop two points, well, happy days. And then I thought, you know what, Chris? The Manchester Derby's coming up. And I don't think I can lose. I genuinely don't think I can lose because if United win, it's pegged City back. If City win, well, it's just a joyous occasion because I love to see United lose. <laughs> so, so talk me through what happened there because obviously, you know, and, and let me just say, right, you've said, and I've agreed with you, that United play their best with the collection of players they've got. They play their best when they go 1-0 down. And they've gone they've gone two nil down against Newcastle. Mm. They've gone down one nil down against Bournemouth, come back one. Yep, so against Newcastle, obviously they, they've won. And then Juventus. They've gone that one nil down. Tactics out the window, they've won. So three games on the bounce. They've gone down and then come back. Surely there's no one that actually thinks that's sustainable, is there? Well, he wasn't yesterday, Dave. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, you answered your own question. But no, I, I'm glad we didn't record yesterday because I think I'd probably be more upset than what I am today. I think today is just an exception. Sometimes you get beat by the better team. I mean, look, I think it's becoming more and more apparent that Mourinho has no faith 
and I hate him, as you know. I've said it on numerous podcasts, Chris Smalley. You've got Lindelof there. He's looked pretty slick. I can see you smiling because we're videoing this. Um, but... Just being on is, is a um, different dimension, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Especially when I've been United have been beat. Shocking. But, no, I, I think the problem is he's trying to protect the defence and he's trying to absorb pressure when you can't play like that with City we, we set up like a lower you know, like a Cardiff would do at the Etihad or you know a, a Fulham did at Anfield or you know even my mates Burnley top four contenders you know and all that stuff you can't do that you've got to show them no respect and um, we just showed them too much respect and within 20 minutes we were to go down his tactics of trying to you know hold the ball, absorb a lot of pressure, let them have all the possession. It was absolutely crap. I mean, you've got Fellaini and Matic, who between them just look like some, um, a message, I don't have a message, uh, I think it, I don't know if it's message you or message someone last night. And I said, it was like Fellaini and Matic have been putting uh, vats of concrete, like you see in the gangster films, and they just weren't moving. They were just so... Concrete slippers. Yeah, concrete slippers. They were so static. Herrera had an awful game when he usually... He's a niggly little get, and he, he was terrible. He kept giving the ball away, inviting pressure on us. Um, I just thought he was just really poor. And, and look, Dave, I, I've said this a million times. I absolutely fucking hate Lingard. He's absolutely dog shit. The fucking dabbing little fucker. I'm sorry to keep swearing, but it's true. He wants throwing out to pasture. He's a squad player at best. Him and Rashford are not good enough. And when, they, when that was the team, when he was going for pace, it's not good enough. Lingard has got no footballing brain, Dave. He's popped up with some good goals for us, yet FA Cup and FA Cup semi-finals. Martial's the best player we've got technically up front, but he had a really bad game. And the thing is, if Rashford's going to play up front, he needs Lukaku there. Whatever anyone thinks of Lukaku and that, he needs to play off him. And I knew we were going to be toothless. I knew that he was relying on a mistake from um, Laporte or Stones, and something to happen. Like, your know, company's a great player, but there is that mistake in him in these games. He's made a few mistakes in the derbies. He wasn't playing. So, you know, the, like the two young lads, they're saying, like, the, you know, the keeper's a bit of a, a joker. The keeper had a storm and he was their best passer. You know what I mean? We've seen him in David Silva. We were just set up poorly and we got exactly what we deserved. We were hoping for what we did at Juventus. Free kicks, corners, set pieces because of the height. And when you've got Fellaini there with Matic, as I said before, it's an absolute abomination in midfield. You've got no creativity at all. And and I think he should have just gone with Sanchez. He should have gone with Mata. Forget the pace. Just go with your best technical players. If you're going to match them player for player, there's no point in having average English players like Lingard and, and Rashford who can't control the ball between them to save the life. It's just, it's just poor. You're inviting pressure. Even when we went... 2-1, uh, you know, we got the penalty and we scored. We still stood off them. Stood off them. Mm. It was like they were chasing the game and we, we were winning and it was just so negative and poor. And I just thought, you know, we, I've said stuff about Pogba, but everyone slags Pogba off. But he is the difference, Dave. He was the difference last year. Exactly what happened in this game is what happened last year. But then Pogba actually pulled his sleeve up for once and rolled his, you know, uh, socks up. Right, I'm going to go for it. And he won us the game. And we haven't got that. When he's not there, we haven't got it. Whatever anyone says, he's the only world-class player we've got other than De Gea. And that was his fault for the second goal, to be fair. Mm. 
So the, the hay has been a bit of a funny one, hasn't he? I, I don't think he had a good World Cup. I, I think over the last, oh, well, pretty much since he's been there, he, he wasn't fantastic in his first year, De Gea, was no. he? But no. since then, he's just been, for me, head and shoulders, the best keeper in the Premier League. And and, and there's been a lot of good keepers, the likes of Lloris, um, Courtois, but De Gea has been the best one for me. Yeah. But but since the World Cup, I, I I don't think he's been great. And and you know you can say well okay he's, he's not been great for Spain, but he's he's sort of carried that over into the season, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I think I, I, and there's there's obviously the fact that we've only kept one clean sheet. It's a given now. He's gone from being Mr. Reliable, winning us last season, especially won us games there that we just we should never have won. And he was pulling off absolutely unbelievable saves. And, you know, it's natural to have a dip in form. But it doesn't help when you've got them donkeys stood in front of you, Dave. I mean, the, 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 there's no protection. I mean, we got this lad, uh, I mentioned him a few episodes ago, Diego uh, Dalot. He played the Champions mm -hmm. League against young boys. Yes, it was young boys. I understand that. But he looks the business. He looks, I've said it before, he looks like he's got something. He looks like a man. He's only 19. He looks mm -hmm. solid. Get rid of Aston Young there. Yeah, you've got Luke Shaw there now. You've got that balance, which I wanted more than anything. But it's going to be too far, uh, too little, too late. We're 12 points behind City, 10 behind you already. And we've still got to come, go to Anfield. Uh, City, you've got to come. To, I know you've got to come to us. It's just like, it's fine margins again. We're going to have to pull out the impossible. We're not going to get, we're lucky to get 60 points this season, not 80. We were still behind City last year. So I just think, Hand on heart, there's been a renaissance the last three games. I still stick by what I said a few episodes ago. I think it's just time for Mourinho. I think it's time for an overhaul, everything. Because them performances, we're going to see more of them this year, Dave. He's going to go to Arsenal and play like that. He's going to come to Anfield and play like that. And we're going to get turned over because the players are just not good enough. Yeah, well, obviously, I'm, I'm hoping he, he doesn't go. Uh, <laughs> so... I think, <laughs> I think you know. So, so I'll I'll talk about something that will give you a bit of joy, uh, perhaps. So, so the old infamous Gerard slip, which you mm. tweeted me the other day. So, on that day, right, Chelsea were woeful. I mean, total anti-football, horrible mm. to watch. The difference between. That Chelsea team, though, and this United side, is you had great, great defenders there. Yes. So if you are going to play a park-the-bus game, you need your John Terrys at the back there, who can, you know, soak up the pressure and just all day long, you know, play a 24-hour game and you're still not going to concede. That's why he got a result that day. I think unless they go out and buy real world-class centre-backs and full-backs who are just great at defending. You know, Ivanovic, he was brilliant for Chelsea. Mm -hmm. he's, not, he's not exactly a marauding full-back, is he? No. That's what United need if they're going to really go full-on for what Mourinho needs to be successful. Mm. Genuinely think that. But I don't think... I genuinely don't think that's the United side, though. No, no. You know I... the the really great United sides are all about attacking. You know, it's about positive football. 
you know, getting up the pitch, attacking, you know, overlapping on the wings. That is a United side for me. The anti-football stuff that Mourinho plays, again, when you've got, you know, very expensive quality players in your side, you're always going to get results. I'm looking at United's next few fixtures. So they're at home to Crystal Palace, then they're at home to Young Boys, and then they're away to Southampton. So again, you know, when we speak after those three fixtures, I imagine the optimism will have crept up again and it'll be like, oh, there's a renaissance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it'll be like, oh, Mourinho, oh, let's give him a bit more time, which I'm all for. <laughs> and then, you know, you're at home to Arsenal, which is where it could, you go know, wrong. it could go wrong. But again, you know, could could pull off a result there. Arsenal's still a, a little bit of an unknown. Then you're at home to Fulham. You know, so so there's potentially, let's say in the next four games, there's three wins out of four there. Yeah. But that doesn't change what Mourinho is as a manager. Doesn't change the players no. that, that he's going to utilise. So I kind of hope, you know, they do win two or three and then it just... It just keeps that optimism bubbling away to keep him there. No. <laughs> uh, no, I think as well, though, Dave, realistically, is, you know, you play City, and someone said this online, and very true, you play City, you've got a dynamic midfield that you're facing where you've got two or three players who just buzz around with the ball, Silver, uh, Bernardo, uh, David Silva, Bernardo Silva. Um, you've got, like, um, Mares on the right wing cutting inside you know so you've got these players who are dynamic they've got a passing in they've got a touching in they've got a goal in you know they've got something that we haven't got we've probably got matter who can do with something similar to david silver but he's still not as good as silver we know that you know i'm not going to try and shoe on him matter's got that touch of Elliot. sanchez has got it but sanchez has not been the same player i know he got a knock he played really well on wednesday against juve and he played well um against Bournemouth, you know, because he was the sole striker. But the problem is you've got Fred on the bench, 52 million. He's been a great player when he's played. He mm. played against uh, Bournemouth and a Stormer. Didn't, uh, then he played against Juve. Uh, again, he's got something about him. And what do you do? You put two static midfielders against that, you know, against City like that. It just doesn't work. You've got to try and match them man for man if you're going to get Herrera on trying to man mark David Silva then you get Fred on Bernardo Silva to try and kick him or something because Fred's got a passive Fred's positive midfielder he's probably the only one we've got it doesn't work David I just think now more than ever is not just him I know Woodward and that it's all to do with the recruitment but the, the manager's the one he's getting paid a lot of money there and by alienating all these players last season He's now firefighting, trying to win them all back on side. And mm -hmm. you can see, you clearly see what he's doing. I mean, a player has a bad game. Marino just takes him out of the team. That's it. He's gone. Mm -hmm. You don't see him for weeks. Like I say, Eric Bailly is the one where he must have had a monumental falling out of Marino because he's our best defender. Him and Lindelof mm -hmm. are the future, or, or him and Rojo. Rojo's not even been playing. He signed a contract extension mm -hmm. in the summer. Not even seen him since. He's not played all season. It's bizarre, he's been, isn't it? Just... It's just nonsense, and like some of the stuff I've heard about the way he is with people, is not. But this is at Carrington and stuff, not just first team play. The way people are, he said like he, he's just 
literally bipolar in his approach to people. You know, Fergie would treat all the staff correctly. He might have given the players some, but they're getting paid a lot of money. But he treated all the backroom staff with a lot of respect. And um, I think, I think the problem is because. And that LVG's just come out and said it, Annie. He? Like, you know, you, I've been to other teams like Bayern and that. They're footballers. They've got football, ex-footballers in their DNA, like uh, Rummenigge, you know, uh, Beckenbauer. He said, mm-hmm. all United is, is about money. They can United can survive fifth, sixth in the league, Dave, because they've got so many sponsorship deals going in. They're still riding on the, tail, uh, the coattails of Fergie, mm. what he created. So... I don't know. I just think it's 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 go. It's a great for everyone else, like yourself, Ben. You know, absolutely. You know, I'd be the same. I've I've laughed many a times at Liverpool when it's fell apart. As you <laughs> Gerard slipped, so you reap what you sow. Eventually, karma yeah. comes down to collect. So it's my taste, uh, my time to have a bit of humble pie. I, I get that. I just think it's um, it's going to be another manager. I think sooner rather than later. I really, I think it surprised us. It'll be something stupid like we'll beat someone, Dave. Like you've just said, we'll beat a Southampton or we'll beat somebody, and he'll go like it'll be Chelsea. I remember when he went from Chelsea the first time; it come from nowhere, Mourinho, and he just just left. And I think that's what's coming. I just think he's just going to eventually go. I've had enough, and that's it. He'd be daft to lose all that money, but I no, I don't think so. I I think that's wishful thinking to be honest. So when he went from Chelsea the first time, you could tell that Chelsea had had that taste of success. They were starting to evolve from that. You know, we're happy with the success, however it comes. We don't care. Um, At that time, you could just buy the league. You know, there was one team trying to buy the league. So they did it. Um, And then Abramovich, you know, wanted to see... He wanted to see attacking, exciting football. And so, you know... He was getting bored and the fans were getting bored with seeing that flavor of football when he went the second time you know that was that was coming a mile off wasn't it he was just he was just poisonous you know he was attacking everyone attacking the female physio i mean that's that's not gonna go down well no no it's not not the 80s is it um you know so I, i think at no point as he walked away on his own accord and, and said goodbye to a big payoff. I, I can't see it. I actually see the tipping point might be Sunday, the 16th of December. Because that's when we go to Anfield. It is. Mm. Now, again, could go any, any of three ways, couldn't it? Win, lose or draw. Quite easily. If United lost, though, and didn't play well, you are just coming up to the January transfer window, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that could be the time where someone might fire the gun. Mm. So I'm I'm almost tempted to fall on my sword there and say, yep, have the win. <laughs> <laughs> have the win. Keep him there for the season. Give him a 10-year contract. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think probably you'd probably be more logical than me. I think... I just think he's so, uh, like I say, bipolar, Mourinho. It, it just wouldn't surprise me, Dave. It just wouldn't surprise me. Anything can happen with him. And, and th- th- what I don't get is like uh, Joel Glazer was at the game on uh, Sunday and I thought he was him, so, so next to Fergie. And I thought, I'm sure that's one of the Glazers, but I've not seen him for ages because he's lost, like, lost all their hair and he had his mm-hmm. laps. I'm sure it's one of the Glazers. Anyway, it was. 
And it's the first time he's been at a game in 10 years and he's at the Etihad. Now, there's still this thing circling with the Saudi Arabians saying that we are definitely getting bought out. Um, but then, look, cards on the table here, Dave. We went for Mourinho because obviously we couldn't get Guardiola. Fergie went to see me in New York before he went for City. It was already a done deal. But you're reading that. I've been reading that. Um, I don't know if you read it yourself. That, have you read that Seagull German uh, transcripts? Have a look no, at it on no. Twitter. It's fun. You know this financial fair play stuff with City? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not read the fourth part. Actually, there's four parts and it just throws them under the bus, Dave. If they don't get repercussions on this, it's saying stuff like, when he was at Bayern Munich, he already signed a contract with City without even Bayern knowing, and, and they'd already got it all sorted because obviously his men from Barcelona had gone in 2012 and 13. Mm. It was all being laid on for Guardiola, literally as he signed for Bayern. But United were obviously posturing to try and get him. Fergie went on a last ditch attempt to New York to get him, right. and it didn't happen. It just, it, 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 he just was having none of it because he was only going to City. But if you get a chance, read that or anyone yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. It's got, I think, Siegel, S-I-E-G-E-L, it's German, but it's in English, the actual... Um, I'll try and find it, actually, try and tag you on Facebook because I've only yeah, I've not yeah. read the fourth part, but the fourth parts are regarding uh, how they bought these clubs like New York City, these mm-hmm. ones in, in Belgium and that, and these ones in Dhabi, where what it is, it's, it's a tax haven money laundering scam, and that's what that's allegedly what it says. But um, it's really interesting, really interesting. But we have absolutely made the biggest mistake by not getting Guardiola. I wanted Guardiola. Uh, I think all the fans wanted Guardiola. I know he's sitting now through and through, and that's the end of it. He's a fantastic manager. When he lost it the first season and they were pretty poor, uh, you know, and Chelsea won it, you're thinking, nice one, great. He isn't, the, you know, he is a checkbook manager. Everyone had said it, haven't they? He inherited yeah. Barcelona through Rijkaard. Then he went to Bayern Munich. Um, Bayern Munich are always going to win, aren't they? Exactly. So everybody was saying, like, no chance. And I know he inherited City, who was, like, the second-best team at the time. But even so, they were still Aguero and everything. They had all these players, but they were poor that first season. Yeah, he had a lot of rebuilding to do. You know, Torre yeah, yeah. was coming to the end. I, I, I was the same. I, I was a little bit sceptical on Guardiola. As, as he's, he'd never gone in to do a rebuilding job. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's done all right, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I do. I think it'd be something they'll rue forever in the day. Because let's be honest here, there's nobody. Klopp's a good coach. Guardiola's a good coach. Mourinho was a good coach. Whether. He, he spits his dummy out or not, but I just don't think he's at their level at the moment, or he ever will be now, Dave. I think his petulance uh, lets him down. When he heads on the game, like the Juve game and stuff like that, when his tactics were bang on, great, but he's too few and far between. He, he, he like, he'd rather sit there and watch United struggle for half an hour, go 1-0 down against the Brighton or something, as if to say to the board, told you. We needed that play, we needed this, but you can't keep doing that. I don't think there's anyone, I know Zidane, but Zidane again, if he, he had Real Madrid, he had Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, I think that'll be a risk, Dave. He might get us playing better football, but I so think it's a risk. Can I, can I say though, so I think Zidane would be a great signing, mm. right? So, and the reason I think that is if, if I think about the DNA of Manchester United and the way they play and you know for the last or minus five years when Fergie was there you know for 25 years it was positive 
attacking football. And it was relentless. And no one could handle it. And obviously, there were great players that, that made that happen. You could try and play that way with lesser players and, and you'd be nowhere near as successful. The first mistake was getting in someone like a pragmatic manager like Moyes, who all he'd done, as far as I'm concerned, the best thing that Moyes did at Everton was convince them that they had no chance of winning anything. That was the best thing he did. You know, he took a club. When I was growing up, Everton were were winning league titles and they, you know, obviously they went through a dip. They were, They went through a bad patch. But to say, you know, Everton have got no chance of ever winning the league and they're the people's club, that was the best thing he did. So, for me, it was a massive mistake bringing him in. Um, then everything after that, it's always knee-jerk stuff. Mm. So then it was like bringing in Van Gaal. It was a knee-jerk reaction. And then he's gone. <laughs> Just one of our favourites. Louis Van Gaal's army. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to convince everyone that everyone loves him. Yeah, oh, Everyone's got eyes and ears, you know. Um, again, for me, brilliant. And then getting in Mourinho, another very, very pragmatic manager. You know, he'd never won over any of the fan bases, really. You know, in terms of the football that they played, the enthusiasm that's generated around the side. So there's three in the bounce there. Pragmatic managers who aren't renowned for, you know, using, utilizing attacking players. I tell you, you mentioned Guardiola. Guardiola would have done, would have been better. Klopp would have been better. Pochettino yeah. would have been better. I, I, you know, I might make you laugh, and this might be on the level of you predicting confidently predicting Burnley for the top four. Roberto Martinez would have done better, right? Because he's an attacking manager, and United are always going to have the money because of the size of the club, because of the money that's pouring in. You're always going to have money to buy good attacking players and play in that attacking way. So, for me, that's what they have to do. And, again, there is a question mark about Zidane for me because he's not inherited a bad side. He has to go somewhere else, doesn't he? Like Guardiola did, he has to go somewhere else and prove that he can rebuild a team. But Zidane would be an upgrade on where you are right now. Yeah, that's a fair point. Fair point. I think I think football-wise, anybody going in there, Dave, is going to improve that team. Anybody. <laughs> Let's be honest. I can go in there now and say, I know exactly how I want United to play, and it's certainly not what we're doing. It's mm. certainly not what we're doing. He's having to play two holding midfielders because he doesn't trust the defence, and quite rightly, but it's not working. So, you're right, you're right. But, you know, it's another dissection of the great Manchester United um, founded in 1878 and destroyed in 2018. But well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, when, when was it Moyes went? 2014-ish? When, when was it? Was it 14? Yeah. We won the league in 13 and we sacked him in about the March of 2014. But then Giggsy come in. Is that that famous idiot Andy Tate went, give it Giggsy to the end of the season, that idiot. But uh, Giggsy didn't do very well. I think he, he lost two, won one and drew one. So I know it's his first few games and stuff but um why, why do we think that someone who was fast as anything and got very talented feet would make a good manager because 
Because I tell you what, he managed, Dave. He managed to take out his brother's missus for nine years about anyone not winning. <laughs> oh, is that? Can we say that? Is that yeah, is that all can. out there now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought there was a, a a journalist embargo or something. What what was it? A super super it was super super injunction. injunction. No, no, Dave. That injunction went a long time ago. I'll set the heat on that one. Don't worry. Fair enough. Fair no, enough. But no. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I'm exhausted talking about my. Yeah, no, team. well, um, it's been fun. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're, we should wrap it up there. We've gone long, haven't we? We've broken our 20 minute yeah, target. It'd be a lot longer, I think, Dave. I still won't be able to find out what's going on. But uh, no, you're right. Good episode tonight. So, Dave, what plugs have you got before I go and boil my head in some hot water? <laughs> so i want to plug the grassroots coach cast so if you want to hear myself and ben my co-host talk about youth football coaching and all of the different joys and trials and tribulations that we have coaching at that level get across there grassroots coach cast uh if you're looking on on a podcast catcher if you want to get us on twitter it's g roots coach cast or if you want to email us it's grassroots coach cast at gmail.com Chris, how about yourself? Um, well, first one after tonight's episode, they need the Samaritans on 0800. <laughs> we need a manager. We need a manager. Um, no. One, one nothing. <laughs> one nothing. <laughs> right, Dave. I'll just put it out now. I'm going. <laughs> Ben's going to love this episode. Um, no, so mine and yourselves podcast, uh, Comics in Motion. Get over there if you're into comic book-based media. We review TV and films and a bit of gaming stuff on the side. Um, we've got a couple of good episodes upcoming. So if you want to get hold of us uh, on iTunes, it's Comics Emotion Podcast or any other podcast catching site. And on Twitter, it's at Comics Emotion P. Or if you want to email in to myself or Dave, it's Comics Emotion Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, that's about it, Dave. Thank you very much, Chris. So, do you want to lead us out? <laughs> this weekend has been an abomination. I've gone from the high of last Wednesday to the low of Sunday night. But the main thing is, Dave, I don't support Liverpool. Goodbye. <laughs> Now, I've been asked on numerous occasions regarding Mr. Dave Horrocks and what does he actually do? Well, guys, finally, I can tell you. He's a very, very bad impressionist. See ya! Insightful and fun. These guys really know their stuff. <laughs>